Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 276. Is the tennis customer always right? Parentheses, 2 plus 2 equals 5? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. So today's the topic. Is the customer always right? Two plus two equals five? So you've probably heard the expression, the customer's always right. That is a mantra of a lot of successful retail businesses. Does it apply in tennis? Five quick tips. Tip number one, who's paying? This leads to the mantra, the customer's always right. When I was in the Hamptons, I was charging a lot of money. Tip number one, always made sense. The customer's always right. Now, those were billionaires. They weren't really interested in learning tennis. They just wanted to stay off the treadmill and get a good workout and have it delivered in their backyard. So that really fit well. But one of the reasons I got out of that customer or target audience is I wanted to work with people who really wanted to learn tennis and get better. So it shifted. Tip number two, who's coaching? When you go to a tennis lesson as a student, you want to go and find somebody who's in charge, has a lesson plan. That's what you're paying for. Now, does it mean there's no collaboration? Of course not. That's why a lot of my students fill out a questionnaire before they come to me. So I have a very good idea and focus of what they're looking to accomplish. Then once we get to the court, I'll reinforce that and resonate those points to make sure that I'm interpreting things correctly. So there is collaboration, but you do need some leadership with the collaboration, which is point number three. You can't just go out there without a plan. And if you do as a tennis coach, you're going to get bored and disinterested. And if you're a student, you're going to pick up pretty quickly when you're not getting better and there's no real plan. I think what happens a lot with tennis students is their coach is trying to do too much at the same time. They're working on serves and forehands and backhands and slices and volleys and overheads. They're trying to check all these boxes with different drills to make sure everything's completed and you really don't get anywhere. Which leads me to the essence of this podcast. Is the customer always right? Tip number four is process. I use a system that's built on progressions. In fact, it's built on color progressions. We start off with beginners with red balls. Then you go to orange balls. Then you go to green balls. And then you go to yellow balls. So within each milestone, you have to accomplish certain tasks to check a box to move on. The students know about this. Sometimes they get tired of hitting with the colored ball system and they want to go right to yellow. So you as a tennis coach, what do you do? Now, the key to getting better, and this is what I think as a tennis coach, is you got to stick with the drills and the progressions as long as possible. 
Now, at some point, depending on personality type, students want to bail and they just want to have fun and hit. So you got to know when to pull out of that and when to stick it out. Some students need that push, right? They need to bust through it. Sometimes I'll just let them go and let them hit how they want to hit. So it's a bit of a collaboration. Not that you want your student to run the class, but you've got to have the leadership. And you as a student, you've got to communicate clearly what you want out of your instruction, especially if your coach isn't giving you any questionnaire or asking you any questions on what your goals are before you step on the court. So make sure as a coach and a student, these values align. And a lot of times I use the math explanation. A lot of people want to skip right to trigonometry and they'll skip over algebra or they'll skip parts of arithmetic and division. And I say, listen, we can do that. But once you get up here with the trig students, you're going to suck at trigonometry. You're just going to feel good because you're in trig class. And that's why this progression, progression-based system is so important. You can't check boxes and fulfill milestones until you do all this. Because once you get into algebra, you're going to have holes in your games. You're not going to understand how to conjugate things. So I always like to use the math metaphor to explain to students why these progressions are so important. We're in a volume business. You as a student, we're talking about to get better, you need to increase the amount of volume and shots that you take on the practice court. Layered on top of that is quality. If you combine those two together, there is no way you won't improve. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to log on to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified each day with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz at BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove. I believe it was inevitable. That's when push comes to shove. I knew it all